0: Words of Sri Aurobindo About food matters It is not always safe to apply practically to oneself what has been written for another. Each sadhak is a case by himself and one cannot always or often take a mental rule and apply it rigidly to all who are practicing the yoga. What I wrote to X was meant for X and fits his case. But supposing a sadhak with a different coarse, vital nature, unlike X, were in question, I might say to him something, that might seem the very opposite. Sit tight on your lower vital propensities, throughout your greed for food. It is standing as a serious obstacle in your way. It would be better for you to be ascetic in your habits than vulgarly animal in this part as you are now. To one who is not taking enough food or sleep and rest, in the eagerness of his spirit, I might say, eat more, sleep more, rest more. Do not overstrain yourself or bring an ascetic spirit into your tapasya. To another with the opposite excess, I might speak a contrary language. Each sadhak has a nature or turn of nature of his own, and the movement of the yoga of two sadhaks, even where there are some resemblances between them, is seldom exactly the same. Again, in applying some truth that is laid down, it is necessary to give it its precise meaning. It is quite true that in our path the attitude is not one of forceful suppression, nigraha, It is not coercion according to a mental rule or principle on an unpersuaded vital being. But that does not mean either that the vital has to go its own way and do according to its fancy. It is not coercion that is the way, but an inner change in which the lower vital is led, enlightened and transformed by a higher consciousness which is detached from the objects of vital desire. But in order to let this grow, an attitude has to be taken in which a decreasing importance has to be attached to the satisfaction of the claims of the lower vital. A certain mastery, samyama, being above any clamor of these things, limiting such things as food to their proper place. The lower vital has its place. It is not to be crushed or killed, but it has to be changed, caught hold of by both hands. At the upper end, a mastery and control. At the lower end, a right use. The main thing is to get rid of attachment and desire. It is then that an entirely right use becomes possible. By what actual steps, in what order, Through what processes this mastery of the lower vital shall come depends on the nature, the stress of development, the actual movements of the yoga. It is not the eating or not eating of something that is the important point. What is important is how that or any of these food matters affects you. What is your inner condition and how any such indulgence, cooking or eating, stands or does not stand in the way of its progress and change? What is best for you as a yogic discipline? One rule for you I can lay down. Do not do or say or think anything which you would want to conceal from the mother. And that answers the objections that rose within you from your vital, is it not, against bringing these petty things to the mother's notice. Why should you think that the mother would be bothered by these things or regard them as petty? If all the life is to be yoga, what is there that can be called petty or of no importance? Even if the mother does not answer, To have brought any matter of your action and self-development before her in the right spirit means to have put it under her protection, in the light of truth, under the rays of the power that is working for the transformation, for immediately those rays begin to play and to act on the thing brought to her notice. Anything within that advises not to do it When the spirit in you moves you to do it, may very well be a device of the vital to avoid the ray of the light and the working of the force.